Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, thank you for another week of the best, the worst, and in-betweens of being a kinship carer, kinship kid, and everything in between. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, the easiest ways is through our social media, through the Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, through our website. If you are subscribing through any of the methods, you can leave a comment, share, uh, give a, give us give a rating, a review, star. It does help with everything there. Uh, now, this episode is going to be a... Kind of like a like a public service announcement, I suppose it would be. Uh, it was one of those things that really, uh, I kind of feel this probably should be episode one, really. Uh, but uh, one of the things that we've we've had a couple of uh, instances, and we had it ourselves uh, as as kinship carers, uh, where there's been issues with the the, the placements. So, so to speak, and one of the things that's always been brought up is about whether you can ever just walk away and it's a hard thing to ask and it's definitely definitely a hard thing to even consider uh you know we talked i've talked in depth about you know you you, you whenever you whenever you get the first proposal one of the things that you'll ask is okay well if i don't take the child in what will happen to them and they will usually nine times out of ten they will tell you the worst case scenario which is generally that this child will get lost in the system you'll never see them again uh, they may be adopted out they may be uh, moved to another part of the country part of the you know, not part of the world, but part of the uh, part of the the city, uh, to a different area, authority, whatever it would be. They usually tell you the worst case scenario, and a lot of times it is to sort of give you that knee jerk reaction to go, "All oh, right, we we don't want that, so I'll I'll take the child in." Um, but essentially, you know, it's nine times out of ten that doesn't really happen, but you know, it can, and I, I'd say it it's always best to um you to take that as a grain of salt, but. You know, the last thing, but it is, it's quite hard when you hear someone say that, that, you know, if, especially if you've bonded with that child in any way, shape or form, that, um, that they may just disappear and you'll never see them again. And it obviously will have a massive effect on, on the families themselves. The one thing that always is, is the case, and I've said this you know, many times, is that you're under no obligation to say yes. Uh, obviously, once you've taken that child, you're under, you know, uh, when you, when you, uh, looking to take that child you're under no obligation to say yes you know if you think that you can't do this in any way shape or form whether it's just mentally physically financially uh whether it's to do with your, your own children work work wise your own career d- do not sit there and think to yourself i i can't be selfish about this because you can't because at the end of the day, I mean, we hear stories so many times about people who, you know, the, one of the main issues at the moment is about the financial aspect of everything. And um, people will say, you know, you know, we are literally starving in order to look after this child that isn't ours. And it's really sad when you see, you hear these people who are in kinship, who are, you know, in, you know looking after someone else's child and they are having to go to food banks and they're having to you know ask for money and help and everything else that goes along with that and emergency loans and things with your credit union and again there's no there's no shame in any of that you know it does help out in some ways uh i you know i've i've said many of time you know there's a lot of a lot of places in in the uk especially here in liverpool that do like the trust or trust where um where it's it's not essential it's not in a sense a food bank it's food share so you are paying a subsidy 
which keeps that place open and usually helps with other things that they are doing kind of like a charity but you but you'll get almost like say a week's worth of of shopping uh we 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 do it ourselves our, we we uh, we take that um and it's it does help it's what we call a top-up shop for us so it's generally the things that you know that we may not actually ever buy jam and cereals and things like that that we may not consider buying just because oh the the children don't want to eat at this particular times or they just want toast or whatever it would be um but again it's really hard at that point to say no yeah when you it's it's the question of you know if someone says to you you do you want to have a look do you want do you want this child um or they will go into the care system it's a horrible thing to say no to um but again don't ever think that you can't but one of the things that has been brought up and we we actually went through the same process was about how once you get to the point where you've got the child and everything else can you at any point say i can't do this anymore can can you literally you ring up your local authority whoever you place the child with you and say look i can't do this you're gonna have to come and take them and the answer is yes and it sounds really strange to say that and it's a horrible thing to, to even consider but again a lot of the times you have to consider you know, if you can't look after yourself how are you going to look after the child uh you know, so if at any point at any point you think that you can't do this anymore you ha- you, you you can't you you can't just you know, let it get to the circumstances because at the end of the day that's nine times out of ten is why they're with you because of neglect because of those type of things because they're not being fed because you can't physically do it um if you are at that point where literally you cannot feed the child you cannot you know take care of them you can't do it mentally physically financially whatever it would be that the, the the authorities themselves would rather you come to them and say i can't do this you need to come and do that you need to come and help before this gets before you know the worst case scenario happens they would rather that happen than a referral from childline or something like that or a social worker or a school or wherever it would be and then they have to come and forcibly take the child and then that leads to you potentially being in that situation where you are being arrested or you know prosecuted or whatever it would be uh for you know for essentially you know neglect or abuse or just just not being able to do you know, look after the child properly uh, and that's the one thing about neglect and i have done an episode in regard to neglect is that neglect can be anything you know neg- you know, neglect can be anything from beyond neglect could simply just be the child wearing the same clothes every day now I you know, we have a child who has uh, who's who's on the autistic spectrum and he loves wearing specific clothes and we we obviously we wash them and we give them back to him but he will wear the same sort of clothes every day. Uh, we tried it where we've bought like multiple of the same, but he he, he seems to know. But uh, but but if it was the case of we were literally just leaving them in those clothes every day, all day, every day, multiple days, you know, it it can be something as simple as that that can be classed as neglect, not allowing them to brush their teeth, not allowing them to wash more than once a week. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter if it's a case of you saying, well, they are 
they are stubborn or they are screaming and shouting and they won't let me get get them dressed. They won't let me let them brush their teeth or anything like that. It's still class as neglect. You are the adult. You are the one who's meant to be doing all of these things. So so in regards to that, if you find that you are not going to be able to do this, I'm going to give you the, the best thing that I was ever told. And that was the phrase, this placement will break down. Now it sounds it sounds strange to say sounds strange to say it, but there's a lot of things that the authorities can do, and they you know, they can help. You know, it, it's surprising how easily financial help can can literally come out. You know they talk about you know shaking the magic money tree, and there's, it's surprising how many times when you think I can't we can't cope with this we are literally down to our last pennies we can't do it. And it's surprising how if you ring up the authorities and say this placement will break down unless we get some kind of financial help. It's surprising how much how much that can almost shake that money tree. Now, I'm not saying this is all about money because it's not. It's it, it, I'll, I'll get into the other things. But but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it will cost the authorities. It will cost the, the government. It will cost everyone else far more if they have to almost start again, if they have to take that child off you, put them in, in like temporary fostering or wherever it would be until they find another person they can put them with, or maybe not even that, it may consider be have to be in fostering if you were the only option. But being able to say that is possibly the most powerful thing. And I'll give you the example of we, that I would give, which is, of course, in regards to the contact. When we when we took our, our kinship kid in, we were, we were told contact had to be five days a week. Five days a week, every single week. And this was two hours every, every, every day between 12 and 2, me, myself, my, or my wife, uh, we had to take the child to, them, to the centre that, that it was being uh, done and we would leave him with the mother uh, or, or the, sometimes the dad, but you, you very rarely, but, and for two hours and then come back. And that was our day. And it was always, it was always 12 till two. So it was like, we couldn't do anything du- during the afternoon. It wasn't like we could, you know, if it had been maybe nine o'clock, you know, and we could at least have done something later on in the afternoon, you know, might've been, but it, it, it was horrible. And five days a week, it was a grind and we couldn't do it. And then one day, uh, I can't remember why it was, but we just had had enough. Yeah, we had enough of doing this. Fa- I think it was the, the, the um, I think what it was, was the, the parent didn't turn up. So we'd gone out of our way to get to this contact center to bring the child, you know, disturb the sleep, sleep patterns, you know, he was only eight, nine weeks old at the time. So it was like, you know, bottles and nappies and everything else and sleep and naps and whatever else. And having to sort of work his, you know, his, you know, the, the, um, the scheduling around this two hour contact where she would basically, hype him up and play with him and blah, blah, blah. Two, it was two hours of that where she wouldn't change his nappy during that time. She wouldn't give him a bottle during that time. And then we would have to sort of play, catch up with whatever the scheduling was going to be. And it got to the point where I think we just couldn't take it anymore. And I say the, um, 
we we rang up the social worker and the social worker said uh you know do you think the placement's going to break down and we said yes the, we said this placement will break down unless contact is 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 reduced and as soon as those words came out of our mouth the 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 social worker said give me give me give me give me half an hour i just need to speak to someone and i'll ring you back so we were doing it five days a week two hours a day five days a week then this was every every week didn't matter if we had your half terms holidays if we had holidays we had to make it up somewhere we had times when we had to go to contact on christmas eve that's how ridiculous it was it was monday to friday it was put in the books we did that we went on we went to contact on on like christmas eve at one point and i think that was probably around the time when it really was just getting to us uh the only time we didn't go was i think that one two week period of christmas after that where the contact centers weren't open you know that's that was our only reprieve you know, reprieve from it all uh as i say she rang back about half an hour later uh and was like right from next week onwards two it's two times a week that's it and you would not believe the kind of the 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 absolute relief of hearing that of hearing that okay so it's going to be it's it's now going to be at nine o'clock it's now going to be it's now going to be at nine o'clock it's now going to always be at a contact center near where we live rather than the other way around it's now going to be two you know two hours it's now going to be a monday and a wednesday and that's it that that was like the it was like the icing on the cake of of being told that you you now have control over this and I'm not saying that this is going to work for everything. You know, obviously, as I say, although I'm saying, you know, magic money training, everything like that, if you're ringing up and saying, look, you need to pay my rent for the next six months, they're not going to do that. But if you say, look, we need some help, we need something, some some way of helping us with this, you know, we're struggling, you know, um, you know they will look for ways of helping you. But if you use the phrase, this, this placement will break down unless... And then whatever you say will generally result in in that happening as long as you're within reason. You know, again, I always I always say this and you know, as I say, you know, if you if you bring it down to money, and that's the biggest problem we have at this point, if you say to them, Well, look, yeah, you know, we need an extra thousand pounds every month for us to be able to do this, they will probably break down the figures and go, Well, actually it's cheaper, it's cheaper for us to put them in a foster home. Yeah, we'll come and get them. That's probably what they would say. If you if you break it down and say, look, we just need an extra little bit so we can buy the nappies, the 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 baby milk, the whatever it would be, you know, they would you know, they will look to see, okay, do they have you know, do they have supplies? I mean, one of the times I remember this happening when we we actually said, look, we don't have enough for this. And they came with almost like a care package of nappies and wipes and everything else. And, you know, and it's, it, it it's, again, it's, it's strange. They, they, they don't offer it to you when you need it, when you don't need it, but it is when you need it. I suppose it kind of helps that at least they've got that there. So it's, it's one of those things where I do really want all kinship carers to, to basically have that in the back of their pocket. And I, I hate, I hate the fact that the, you know, the authorities probably sitting here 
you're cursing me out because I'm telling them this. But at the end of the day, this is the kind of help that we need. You know, the fact of the matter is, you know, if you if you ring up and you say this place will break down again, as I say, the amount of work that they would need to go into to then rehome this child, to to go through the fostering process, to go through the process of the SGO process, even you know, I mean, I mean, it took us nearly a year for us. You know, I I know people in our kinship group in Liverpool. I know people who've been you know, you. Know, you know, in friends and family fostering, which is what they generally call it. They've been in that for years with the SGO being backed up and not being done and not being placed and people rejecting it. And then people having to pay for their own lawyers so they can get it pushed through. And, you know, we're talking years. But if you were to ever at any point say, this place will break down, it will result in you getting... You know, no, you might not get everything. I mean, as I say, I mean, w- with my example, we went for five days to two days. I actually expected it to only go down to maybe three. I thought three, like Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I thought something like that. But no, that's what it was. And the reason they did that is they ended up saying, look, at the end of the day, this this mum, this these parents, if if all of these court cases go through as we think they will, the, the amount of contact they'll be getting is once a month. So we need to start basically setting her expectations as well to say, well, you know, enjoy this time while you've got it. You know, these two, you know, two days a week, because come three, four, five months down the line, this is not going to happen. And, you know, and that's, and that's one of the other things that you have to always realize is that if you have a court, if you have a court document there that says that you, only have to give them one day a month that's it you know don't don't be sitting there thinking oh i feel guilty you know it's good if the parent you know if it doesn't benefit you in any way you don't have to do it you know if if them if them taking that child once a month i mean for us you know we have to deal with the fallout before and after of it so for us, yeah, we're we're doing our legally binding thing that we have to do by allowing this one day of contact, uh, once a month. But quite frankly, yeah, we we say time and time again, it would be it would be a lot easier if it was less or even nothing at all. But you know that's just not the way that it works with that. So if you're ever sitting there, you know, at the bottom of the of I don't say at the bottom of the barrel, if you're sitting there thinking. I can't do this anymore. This is going to break down everything. I've just sit there and think to yourself. What I would say as a piece of advice is think about what it is that you actually need. You know, if it's if it's funding, what it, what is it realistically that you need? If you're sitting there thinking, well, I need my rent paid, as I say, for the next six months, right? They're not going to do that. You know, but if you were to say, well, you know, you're only given this much. Is there no way that this can be increased in some way? You know, they can only look and negotiate and see if there is a way of, around this. You know, they can look to see if there are other things that they can apply for, put through on your behalf, emergency credits and things like that. You know, there's a lot of times when people don't even realise that you know, when you when you take in a kinship child, you know, you're entitled to essentially a funding to be able to 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 do re, like a redecoration. Now, you know, the actual redecoration can be anything from getting wallpaper to beds to 
you know, get a pram. You know, it, it's it's astonishing. You know, if you are if you if you're a kinship carer about to take on a child that's you know, you know, two you know two you know, below six months, it's surprising how you know how quickly they grow out of prams, and you have to pay you know, hundred two hundred pounds for a pram every every six months every year you know, until they're able to walk you know, comfortably enough so they don't need it. You know, if you think about it, most children are in that pram till about, you know, two, three years old, maybe. So you're looking at maybe, you know, a, a good maybe thousand pounds in prams. Just that. That's just one thing that you have to consider buying. Then you have to consider beds, you know, and, and you know, most of the people, I, I mean, I, I would do this as well, is, is they buy those sort of cots that can be converted and they turn into a, a bed and they go from there and there. But, you know, at the end of the day, they are going to need a proper bed at some point. And we're talking three, you know, two, three hundred pounds for a bed. You know, then everything else goes along with it. So, you know, there's nothing to say that you can't ask them, you know, is there anything there? You know, I need to do this. Is there anything available? You know, they can look. They can only say no. And that's the one thing. At the end of the day, if if you are at the end of the, your, your rope, you can't do this anymore. And they are, and they do turn and say, "Well, nothing we can do about it." You know, there's nothing that will stop you from saying, "Right, okay, well, I'll pack his bags, come and pick him up." And if that, you know, and at the end of the day, you although you have said that you will do it, you know, there's nothing legally that would say that you have to do it. You know, it's like anything. It's like it's like having a child in general. You know, it is. It's it's horrible to say. You know that, that you if you have your own child, if you are a parent and you've got your own child, if you think one hundred percent I cannot look after this child, it is in the the child's best interest that you don't do that. Then, you know, it, it, if if you cannot do this, if it is going to be your know, detriment on yourself and also on them, and if the authority doesn't see that, then obviously. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing with that, but it, as I say it's it's very rare that they, as I say because of the amount of work that they would have to then do, it they would more look to see what they can do to help you, and that's kind of what I'm kind of getting to there. Uh, so that's that's all for me in regards to that. As I say, if you are sitting there thinking to yourself, think about what you need to do. Ring up, say this placement will break down unless, and then go from there, and then you you. you Hopefully, and I've seen this happen multiple times, and I've told this to a number of people. Uh, as I say, this probably should be like day one what you should be told, um, but it it really will help uh, you know, get get what you need to be able to keep this placement going and keep you know, your kinship where it should be. Uh, so as always, you only have to touch with us. The easiest way is through our social media, through the, the Facebook, Twitter, through the uh, the Instagram, through uh, the website, through the the. The, wherever you're listening to this and we do appreciate you subscribing it's really nice when i see uh, the subscribers going up um which is nice and i get the emails from from our our, our people uh from buzzsprout which is always good so as always if you're going to touch with us easiest ways through those times uh, those ways uh, my name's david and you've been listening to the kinship care liverpool podcast <laughs>